So today, as we have heard this wonderful story from the book of Acts, I want us to take a closer look at Barnabas and Ananias and Sapphira. And Barnabas, hands down, is one of my favorite people in the Bible. You know, Barnabas was always encouraging somebody. In fact, Barnabas means son of encouragement. And later in the book of Acts, we discover that Barnabas is an influencer. He is the one that comes along beside of Paul and vouches for him when he appears before the apostles. He helps convince them that Paul's conversion was real. And if you remember Paul's story, he was one of the biggest persecutors of the Christ followers ever to be heard of in those days. He was furious and fast and persecuted quickly and jumped to judgment quickly. But now, God has gotten a hold of him and he has changed. And so it was a very bold move for Barnabas to stand beside of Paul proclaiming Paul's conversion. And later we learn that Barnabas is a teacher who traveled with Paul on some missionary journeys. Barnabas was a good man. He was a great Christ follower. Today's scripture reminds us of something else about Barnabas. We learn that Barnabas is generous. Barnabas owned a field, and then he sold it. And what he did with those proceeds may surprise you. He took all of the proceeds that came from the sale of his field and he took them to the apostles and he laid that money at the apostles' feet, implying that Barnabas had turned over complete responsibility of what happens to that money. He turned it over to the care and authority of the apostles. Once he made the decision, Barnabas was all in. He was totally committed. And he trusted the leaders to be good stewards of that gift. Barnabas is certainly a great example for all of us. I want you to meet Ananias and Sapphira. That, by the way, is a coloring page from a children's book about um, the leaders in the Bible. So Ananias and Sapphira were a pretty amazing couple. They must have been for this to be included in the story. We learned that they too owned property. And together they sold their piece of property. And then they also brought the proceeds and laid them at the disciples' feet. But what we learn in the scripture is that they only brought a portion of those proceeds and placed them in the care of the disciples. And what Peter knew, and we don't know how Peter knew this, but Peter began to ask questions when Ananias came forward with the proceeds from the sale of the field. And he wanted to know how is it that Satan has influenced you 
to not tell the truth about the proceeds of the field. I mean, he said, hey, is this all that you brought in? And then he wanted to know, what made you do such a thing? And well, Ananias, because he didn't tell the truth, he dropped dead. Then some young men carried his body out of the building. A few hours later, Sapphira comes in. She didn't have any knowledge about what was going on with her husband. So she walked in and Paul, I mean, Paul, she walked in and Peter said, hey, Sapphira, is this all the money from the field? And she said, yes, yes it is. And guess what? <laughs> they were digging a double hole in the ground, one for her as well. So here's what we know about what Barnabas and Ananias and Sapphira had in common. They were followers of Jesus. They were brothers and sisters in Christ. They both owned a field and they both sold it. And they laid money at the apostles' feet and neither were forced to sell their land. But herein lies the rub. How each one treated their commitment revealed the condition of their hearts. Whereas Barnabas was forthright and honest about his proceeds, Ananias and Sapphira were not quite as honest. But they acted like that they brought it all. We do not know how Peter knew what kind of questions to ask, whether it was by common knowledge of what fields were bringing those days or whether it was by a prompting of the Holy Spirit, but he knew that something was not right. Maybe there was an alternative possibility. Maybe there was something else going on. What if Ananias had come in and Peter had said, hey, is this all the proceeds? And he said, well, it's all but what I owed to the carpenter who was building something on the property or who cleared it off. What if he was just honest with what was going on in his heart and in his life? In the telling of Luke's story, it seems that honesty with God is the point. You know, we have no idea which person sold the bigger piece of property. We do not know how much each piece of property brought. And we really don't know why Ananias and Sapphira decided to lie about what was going on in their lives. The amount does not matter. What does matter is the honesty and sincerity which, which, with which our gifts are given back to God. Whether we give $5 or $500, it doesn't matter. Do you remember the story that Luke tells about the widow who gives? 
He looked up and he saw the rich dropping their offerings into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow dropping in two tiny coins. I tell you the truth, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. The honesty and sincerity out of which we give betrays and or conveys the condition of our hearts. And we can't fool God about the condition of our hearts. Generosity has always been considered a sign of a commitment to God. And while, you know, generosity may not be on the official list of the fruit of the Spirit, it is definitely conveyed. It can be considered a fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Generosity. You probably know people who are generous. And don't you love to be around a generous person, a giving person, someone who happily says, here, take my candy and take it to everybody else. Corinthians 2 6 and 7 says this. Paul was writing to the Corinthians and he says, We display purity, knowledge, patience, and generosity. We served with the Holy Spirit, genuine love, telling the truth, and God's power. And a bit later, Paul commends the Macedonians for their giving. He says, brothers and sisters, we want to let you know about the grace of God that was given to the churches of Macedonia. While they were being tested by many problems, get this, while their trials were just big and bad and bold, they were having a lot of problems. So while they were being tested by many problems, their extra amount of happiness and their extreme poverty resulted in a surplus of rich generosity. I assure you that what they gave could afford, they gave what they could afford, and even more than they could afford, they did it voluntarily. They urgently begged us for the privilege of sharing in this service for the saints, and they even exceeded our expectations because they gave themselves to the Lord first and then to us, consistent with God's will. Wait a minute, did you hear that? While they were being tested by their problems, their extra amount of happiness and their poverty resulted in a surplus of riches. Despite their problems, despite their poverty, and despite their trials, they were able to be generous because they gave themselves to the Lord first. They trusted God to do what they were feeling led to do. I want you to meet my friend Jody. Vicariously, of course. How many of you know where Utah, Alabama is? You ever heard of that? <laughs> A few? It is way out there in the middle of nowhere. But that's where I met my friend Jody. As a hospice chaplain, we had the privilege of going all over the place <laughs> to meet people. And I got to meet Jody. Jody lived in Utah, Alabama. 
And Jody was this little bitty African-American woman who lived on a little tiny piece of property, who lived also in a small mobile home. So as you were driving up to her little mobile home, there was really not a lot to speak about or to brag about. But when she heard your car crunching the gravel to get there, that door would be flung open and here was little Jody holding up a big sign that says, welcome and I love you. Now, Jody held up that sign because cancer had eaten her tongue out. She couldn't speak so that we could hear. But oh, did her eyes speak volumes of wisdom and grace and her signs. And I've learned that when I went up her little steps to get inside her house, I learned to stop and add my name to the many people that would come and visit her that was on this sign. We learned to communicate. She would write and then I would write back. She could hear, but in her world, to write a note to her in response to the things that she wrote was the way to communicate with my friend, Jody. Jody was amazing. I looked for reasons to go visit her. I invented them. I mean, I didn't have to be told once or twice or ever to go visit her as a hospice chaplain. In fact, I broke every rule that you could imagine. Imagine that. I am a rule breaker. And she would be there and I would say, come on Earl, go play your guitar with Jody. Or come on Alex, let's go, that's our son. And I'd say, come on Alex, let's go see Jody. Or I'd say, Franny, Jody really wants to meet you. Let's go meet Jody. I wanted my children to meet her because she had something that other people always don't have. She had a generous spirit, a bright spirit, a godly spirit. She was my Barnabas. The night that Jody died, she didn't have family to stay in the hospital with her. So I just packed my bags and I went and I spent the last night with her in the hospital. And as I did that, Jody told me, or wrote, the last thing that she wrote, she said, take this envelope and take it to my pastor during my funeral service, during my homecoming. I said, okay. So during her homecoming, I had that little white envelope and I, and I took it to the pastor and I said, this is from Jody. A few days later, her pastor called and said, I just want to tell you how much was in that envelope. It was $6. And it really consisted of six $1 bills and a few change. Jody knew that she could not take that with her. 
She also knew that her last act of commitment to God would be something that she could give back to the Lord. And she was determined to do that. She gave all that she had, and she gave it to God, and she did not hold back. So, if we could all be a Bartimaeus or a Jody in our life of giving, what a difference this church would, what a transformation Aldersgate United Methodist Church would undergo. What a difference our giving beyond the walls of Aldersgate United Methodist Church would make. Would open up our lives. It would help us to trust in the one who gives it to us in the first place. It would be an amazing thing if we could trust the giver of all good gifts enough to give what he is leading us to give no reservations no reservations my friend Jody knew she was actually the epitome of the Beatitudes blessed are the pure in heart, for Jody saw God. Blessed are the poor, because the kingdom of God was Jody's. And blessed are they who are hungry, for Jody will be filled, was filled. The Lewis Center for church leadership in an article on their website. They were teaching children three things to think about. And I think as I read this article, wow, this is what the children of God could think about no matter what age. God made everything and everything is God's. Think about God first and we give to God because we love God and because God loves us first. So as you prayerfully consider your gift, the gift that God has already given you, the gift that God gives us all to manage, if we could prayerfully consider what God is leading us to do, We can make a difference. And I encourage you to make a difference. I encourage you to think about how you can be a Jody to someone through your giving at Aldersgate and beyond the walls. I encourage you to become a Barnabas for somebody as you think about your giving to Aldersgate and beyond the walls. Be honest about it, because I don't think that God is going to strike somebody down, maybe. But what I think is that if we're not honest with God, it's going to kill us spiritually. I think that's what happens 
to our souls, to our lives, when we cannot and refuse to be honest with our God who created us, who gives us all good gifts, and who dares us to trust him in all the areas of our lives, including stewardship. Please remember that through your giving, you can be someone else's Barnabas or Jody. And please be a good steward of all that God has given you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. The people of God said, Amen.